Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining us, thank you for listening. You've missed two segments. You are behind the eight ball. So if you want to get caught up, you can go to Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes and just type in Solid Steps Radio. We have all of our past shows. Somebody asked me the other day, how long have you been doing this? About two years now plus. We've got 100 plus shows. We've got hours of content. So if you want to hear this show in its entirety commercial free, you can go to those places and listen to the podcasts. And uh, just FYI, there's two podcasts. Uh, one hour show is two 30-minute podcasts. So uh, you'll hear the first half of it, and then you can click on to hear the ending of it. And uh, anyway, thank you for listening to the show and following us. And we also want to thank a sponsor who has uh, helped out. Uh, and it is an organization, uh, a woman named Sue Ann. Which, how do you say Sue Ann's last name? Coralia. Okay, because I don't want to butcher it, and I'll let you do that. So Sue Ann Coralia, uh, she is a registered nurse, but she's also a certified ISR instructor, which is ISR self-rescue lessons. Uh, the number one cause for children under the age of four, as far as fatalities, is drowning. And she is a registered nurse who is also a certified ISR instructor who helps children learn to recover if they fall into a body of water fully clothed how they can recover and not drown and she has some openings for and this would make a great christmas gift grandparents if you want to say hey my grandbabies i want to keep them safe you can buy the uh, lessons for this type of training and uh you can call area code 502-693-7900 3 and Sue Ann can take care of you. So Chad in, in the book we're talking about this uh, this battle that we are we are got created by God to be warriors and we have we have three primary enemies the the, 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 the flesh, the world and the devil and uh, I, I love what uh, Eldridge says men we are in the we are the world has a is a, a carnival of counterfeits. There's counterfeit battles. There's counterfeit adventures. There's counterfeit beauties. He goes on to say, men should think of it as a corruption of their strength. Battle your way to the top, says the world, and you're a man. Why is it then that men who get there are often the emptiest, most frightened, prideful posers around? And that, that false counterfeit of the world when it comes to how do we fight? What are those battles come? The world will give you tons of battles to fight mm. that were, will just sap your energy, suck away your strength, and go in. And in the in the book, it talks about anger being a, a good counter, a good guide stone for where that is. And talking about anger, what? How does anger show up? Angry from pastors at churchgoers, angry at other Christians because between Christians because they don't believe or say or talk or do. Anger at the dog, anger at Excel on your computer because it's not working, anger at email because it's not going fast enough, anger at this. And so you have all these battles that just suck your strength away, but yet they're, they're not the one that we're called to fight. Uh, you, you mentioned in the break, uh, you guys, um, about how sometimes we get just angry at technology. Something, it's just not going, it's, it's not working right, and we just get anger. And you, 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 what, what was your comment? Oh, the, it's that it's that frozen anger is how he has is what he yes. calls it. Where you've got this warrior spirit, you have this bottled up, and it's not it's not being used correctly. It's not being used by God's original design. And whenever that happens, it comes out in the wrong ways. And so that's why, like where you can see the videos on YouTube, they're funny to watch sometimes 
where the guy like takes his key- computer keyboard, picks it up, starts like literally like baseball swinging at stuff with it, just destroying everything because he's so frustrated. And it's funny to watch, but yet there's something broken there that comes out when you see that. Yeah, um, Mark, you, you're going to have a comment on that? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, the, uh, we don't have it all figured out. We're not, we're sitting here, <laughs> we're actually uh, getting, we, we stay in this stuff all the time um, just to, just to, to, to revisit it, to, to um, rekindle that fire. Uh, I, I say that because I'm just an old redneck that, that really, uh, if I feel disrespected, my first inclination is just to run down there and regulate. And unfortunately, that's not what, the way what, God would what, handle it. When you mean regulate, what do you mean by that? I mean go down there and have a conversation. <laughs> Ring a neck, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe, if that's what it comes to. <laughs> but but that's, that's not the way God would want to handle well, it. Well, yeah, God doesn't want us to be physical, but, yeah. he, but he does want us to, to be men who will step up. And he, he talks yeah. about in here um, uh, at times when um, he, he wants us to live with courage. And he tells Joshua, you said earlier in the, in yes. the, in the first segment, God, he says to Joshua, Joshua, be strong and courageous. Mm. You are going to fight, and there's battles to fight, but you've got to be strong and courageous. Yeah. You're going to say something, Chad? Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, okay. Well, uh, but I think that that's, that is the key, because the other part about that verse was, keep the book of the law forever in your mouth mm-hmm. and in your mind. And, when, and the lie that the enemy co- brings is that, wait a minute, the world doesn't want to see that, that type of masculinity, that type of battle to fight, that warrior heart, because it makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want that here. Yes. And so um, he, he, then, then he, he shifts to, and he spends quite a bit of time in the book about the, the, the battling the enemy, um, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And he goes on, the devil no doubt has a place in our theology. But he is, but is he a category we even think about in the daily events of our lives? And most of the time it's no. We, we, we're not thinking in, in terms of that the enemy is constantly at work trying to mess us up. He says, has it ever crossed your mind that not every thought that crosses your mind comes from you? Mm-hmm. What I experienced in the midst of traffic that day, uh, a day when he was messing up, happens all the time in marriages in ministries, in relationships. We're being lied to all the time. Yet we never stop to say, wait a minute, who else is speaking here? Um, Where are those ideas coming from? And he's saying many times it's coming from the enemy. Or ourselves. And, and well, and and, and 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 or ourselves. Yeah. And he says the world, the flesh, and the devil, There's all, they, they always work at least in pairs and many times all three. In Revelation, in chapter 12, uh, verses 10 and 11, it says, this is uh, both a recount of history as well as, as what is to come. It says, I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren has been cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they love not their lives unto death. Mm. That's that accuser, the accuser of the brethren, the one who says, you don't have what it takes. The, when you guys were talking about the wounds and the, and the voice of the father, the guy who's slinging the arrows at you, the guy who's tearing things down, 
that's him, the one who who gets Christians to to turn on themselves instead of join together and fight against the world. That's the that's our enemy. We 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 forget how many times in in the New Testament, almost every book in the New Testament, the powers of darkness are mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's either the devil, the 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 uh, uh, unclean spirits, demonic forces, evil spirits. I mean, over and over again, Satan has. There's a n- number of names. He's called a roaring lion. He's called Satan. He's called the devil. He's called the accuser of the brethren. Over and over again. He goes in the book and he, and he highlights some of those biblical examples. He goes, who caused the Chaldeans to steal Job's herds and his livestock and kill his servants? Satan. Yet we do not even give him a passing thought when we hear of terrorism today. Who kept the poor woman bent over for 18 years in Luke chapter 13? Jesus says it was Satan. Satan clearly is there. Who moved Ananias and Sapphira to lie to the apostles in Acts chapter 5? Satan again. It's mentioned over and over again throughout the New Testament and uh, even in the Old Testament. The the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and yet we, we don't put on our warrior mentality and go, I've got a battle to fight today. Well, I think you forget that the enemy is real. It's the it's the old adage, right? The greatest trick the devil ever played was convince the world he didn't exist. Yes. And you talk about Job. If you read the very start of Job, the devil walks up to God. And God says, where have you been? He said, oh, I've been going to and fro across the earth. Yes. He's real. He's not omniscient. He's not omnipotent. He's not omnipresent. That's only our God. But the devil is real, and he does walk around, and he's there. And so if you forget that, there's nothing to fight because you have no enemy. It's just, the, it's just luck. It's just circumstance. If, if, if we do not remember that the enemy is real, then we, ha- then we have no battle to fight. Right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Well, also, I, I was going to say, um, it says in, uh, that a third of the angels of heaven rebelled with Satan. Yes. I don't know how many angels that were. Uh, how many that the number but if a third of the angels rebelled he has some troops with him thousands we don't have no idea right and so there's a war going on that we don't see and it's not satan going from here to here to here he's got an army and i know that sounds like uh voodoo to some people but either the scriptures are real or they're not and so there's a battle going on that we don't see oh you know when peter the apostle says be self-controlled folks, and be alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And then in, in this, whole, this whole mindset of warrior and where a battle to fight, he says, resist him, standing firm in the faith because you know that your brothers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of suffering. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back for our fourth and final segment. We're going to talk more about this enemy, but also we're going to talk about the most important aspect of this whole battle, and that's victory. Victory that has already, the outcome that has already been won, and how we can have daily victory in our walk with God. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell, that's Kurt Satter, and we're covering a lot of ground today. 
We're talking about the book Wild at Heart, and we're talking about the one aspect of the book that says we were made to be warriors, a battle to fight. And if you have boys or have had boys in your life, you know that they just like fighting, fighting with one another, fighting against the the wall they just ran into, whatever it is. We like the, there's something in us that has some swing in us. And uh, we've got to be pointing in the right direction. I tell my boys, being angry and f- and wanting to fight is good if you're pointing in the right direction. And you got to be able to know who are we fighting. We've covered the past couple uh, segments, which, by the way, you want to hear all of it on our podcast. Go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or Facebook and type in Solid Steps Radio. You can hear these in, in their entirety, commercial free. Um, we are fighting our flesh. We are fighting the world. And we've been talking here recently about fighting the enemy. So in this book, uh, Chad, he says, the most dangerous man on earth is the man who has reckoned with his own death. All men die. Few men ever really live. And then he goes on to say, sure, you can create a safe life for yourself and end your days in a rest home babbling on about some forgotten misfortune. He goes, I'd rather go down swinging. Besides, the less we are trying to save ourselves, the more effective as warriors we will be. And then he quotes G.K. Chesterton on courage. He says, courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It means a strong desire to live, taking the form of a readiness to die. One of the big reasons why somebody wouldn't want to get involved with any kind of wild at heart uh, retreat is, is, is that it it forces a man to look at his own insecurities and ex- expose himself for where he's currently at, and then it sets the bar, based on Scripture, where he needs to go. And that is an extremely uncomfortable position for a man. Hmm. And the, and in that, I mean, there's that's what that courage is, is what are you going to do? Are you, you have the opportunity that's before you. You can hear great teaching. You may hear that stirring in your heart, and then you have that choice. Do I lay down and go back to sleep, or do I go and step into that battle? And where does that look like? And what does it look like to fight with others and in the right way, that band of brothers, to have some other, some other men in your life, some other people that, that can hold you accountable and that can t- speak into those things and say hard things? Because it's easier to show up and do the the Sunday. How are things going? Fine, fine. Oh, good. Things are going good for me too. And walk away. You know, ten seconds. Nobody really wants to know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. They just want you to say smi- smile, shake their hand, and keep going. But that setting down and being vulnerable and open—that's what Mark's talking about. Is what does that look like to be able to really lay yourself out before the Lord, and then to give someone else the the permission to come in and speak into that? Yeah, yeah I mean, we are t- we are just tempted to hide. Mm-hmm. And we are tempted to not be real and vulnerable and transparent with the guys around us. And that's why we need a band of brothers, a, a close, some guys who know us, know our strengths, know our weaknesses, and we do battle together. We talked about that a little bit in the, in the break. Um, but, but many, many times um, we, we live, what he talks about in the book, we live bored, boring. Boring, passive just lives. easy lives mm-hmm. and the enemy wants just to just to sing us to sleep mm-hmm. well and the other part about that having that band of brothers when we stay fight it's not just so that you can willingly show up and take some licks from some friends it's so that when you stumble you know there's going to be another guy there that's going to grab you 
and drag you and go. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw Hacksaw Ridge, but the, just that, that scene of this guy just grabbing these men and pulling them to safety. And even where he takes the one guy and puts him on the, puts him on the, the bedroll and just is dragging him running, you know, and this guy like on a, on a makeshift sled mm-hmm. to pull people out. I mean, that's, that's what battle to fight means. It doesn't mean that they're just going to show up and it's going to be like a fight club kind of thing where you're going to stand there and take licks from each other. It's also knowing that I'm giving you that permission, but I also know that when things get rough, you're going to be there for me and you're going to pick me up. Bill, you talked about in the break um, a, a, a Roman soldier and um, how we, we were really, we, we need to fight together and even the equipment Describe that what you, what you talked about. So in, the in break. so in the phalanx lineup in there, there was a there was a very tall shield, a wall shield almost that was four or five feet tall, and then you had a either a sword or a long spear. And whenever they would come together, the the shields were actually built to link together in a in a tight pattern. But the thing about it, when we normally think about fighting, you think about holding your shield in front of yourself and then having a sword that you would swing and go at go to battle. Well, in that battle formation, that shield was not in front of you. It was to the guy to your left. And so you actually put your shield in front of him so that that way it left your body open and your stance wider for battle. So anytime an enemy would come, all of the men had to work together and in unity so that they could form a solid wall to stop anything that was coming. And you knew that your life was in the hands of the guy on your right because if he broke down or he got scared and that shield started to fall, you were going to falter. And everyone in that group knew that you were, they were counting on you to be able to stand there and fight. Because if you didn't hold your part of the line, then you were going to cause a break. And then suddenly everything would start to fall down. It's, Working is one. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's having a group of guys around us that we battle together. We fight together. And we, and we recognize um, that there is a war going on. You know, Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we, we are in a war um, with with the enemy, I, 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 there was a uh, Christian from China who came here to America, and someone asked him and said, "What what's the biggest difference between the church in China and the church in America?" And he answered just really quickly, and he said, "Oh, that's easy." He says, "You here in America, you have no idea that we are in a war. And in the middle of China, we understand that we are in a battle." And uh, we, 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 have to, we have to put on the full armor of God. We have to be men who understand that there's a battle, and, and God's called us to be warriors. And Chad, you talked about that during the break. We were talking about just that armor of God and what it looked like mm-hmm. and how it said stand and wait. And so being in that battle, being a part of that, has the, has the idea that there's a commander, and so it's not just that, that charge and go kind of set up. Yeah, you know, in Ephesians chapter 6, this is, this is what it says. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And it says it again, verse 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when, not if, but when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after having done everything to stand, stand firm then. And then he lists off the, the, the whole armor of God. And then he says at the, at the very end, and then pray. He mentions it over and over again. Pray in the Spirit on all, ki- all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. That's the kind of battle that God is calling for us. Um, that's good stuff. Any closing thoughts 
Mark or Bill? Thanks for having us on. <laughs> well, Share a little bit. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks, thank you guys for coming. Thanks for sharing your hearts and thanks for engaging in the battle. Um, that's that's what God's called us. I'm not going <laughs> to stay stuck. <laughs> that's good, Mark. That's good. Yeah, and and just knowing that battle is real, and that there's a there's a biblical look of what God wants to have in front of us, what a warrior looks like, and understanding that we were made different than what the world tells us is just that great place to start, to be able to take and run. Yeah, and, and uh, in the book Wild at Heart, chapters 8 and 9 really lay out biblically the, uh, the framework of how we are to fight and how the enemy works. And that's teaching that we don't hear a lot no, anymore. No, it's not. So listeners, buy, uh, buy the book. Uh, we, we get nothing from this. Uh, Wild at Heart, chapters 8 and 9, read it. It will uh, enlighten you and it will awaken us to the battle that rages before us. Um, but guys, would you would you just quickly say a, a short prayer for us guys that we would be warriors and we would be men that would fight for the kingdom? Father, uh, just come to you and ask you to cover the men that are listening to this broadcast with your blood, that you will uh, surround them with your presence, you will fill them with your spirit, you will uh, give them the strength to fight, to be men, men of courage, men who are willing to look inward and let you fill those holes in their lives mm. it's in jesus name i pray mm. amen 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 so uh the book uh <clears throat> excuse me wild at heart chapters eight and nine we talk about the uh the spiritual warfare and, and the things that we're battling against next week we are going to talk about um we talked about a battle to fight next a, week a, is adventure, an to, adventure live. to live that men uh, we like to get some sort of adventure in our life. We like to uh, push the boundaries. You don't ever hear, well, I say ever, rarely will you hear women that, uh, you know, hey, watch this, and, <laughs> and, and doing something really stupid. Uh, it's usually the guys who are doing that. Why is that? Because there's something in us that just seeks adventure. So next week's show, we're going to talk about men having an adventure to live, and then the following week, we're going to end up with uh, a beauty to rescue. And uh, those are the aspects of this book that we're going to uh, take. I'm going to end with this last uh, verse. There's a verse in John 14 where Jesus says, The prince of this world is coming. But then he says, He has no hold over me. Mm. And so that is something that we need to remember as men, that uh, the enemy is coming, but he's got no hold over Jesus. Jesus has defeated him. And we just uh, remain in Christ, and we are victory. Uh, victory is ours as well. So, thank you for listening. We hope you can pick us up next week as we continue to talk about Wild at Heart on Solid Steps Radio.